welcome back to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and provide a foundation for understanding it, whether you're actually considering a procedure or you're just curious. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newhan, and in this season number four, you'll find a new approach, including interviews and covering a wide variety of subjects. But after you listen to this episode, I encourage you to go back and really explore the previous seasons as they are full of valuable information. You get to pick and choose what to learn about next. Season one covers common aesthetic or cosmetic surgery topics and skincare, while season two explains reconstructive surgery topics. Then season three goes over general questions about plastic surgery. Remember that this podcast reflects my experience and opinion, as well as those of any guest interviewed. It is not intended to provide medical advice, nor is it a substitute for a formal consultation with your physician. So stay tuned for this interesting journey we'll take together in the ever-expanding world of plastic surgery. Let's go. Chances are that at some point, you or perhaps someone you know has experienced concern about the appearance or shape of the upper arms. Sure, you may work out or modify your diet to try to get the appearance you want, but that is not always successful because there are usually more factors involved than just diet and exercise. A lot of times it has more to do with skin qualities, fat distribution patterns, and genetics. Now you may already know this from listening to earlier episode number 13 all about the arm lift, and if you haven't, do put it in your listening queue. Now a little appearance concern is one thing, yet when the arm contour becomes a real problem in terms of psychological outlook or becomes a physical functional problem, this is when people start to look at options for arm rejuvenation. While other choices exist, the mainstay of arm rejuvenation is the arm lift or brachioplasty. If you're curious about what this might involve or how to filter through the choices for arm rejuvenation in general, you've come to the right place. My conversation with Dr. Jeffrey Dillo in this episode helps shed some light and will broaden your understanding of this interesting topic. Our guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Dillo, and he has been in practice over 20 years and is currently a partner at Monarch Plastic Surgery in Leewood, Kansas. He is generous with his skills. He has done a fair amount of mission work in Uganda and India, and his patients love him, and certainly for good reason. He's not only knowledgeable, but he's an all-around nice guy. Welcome, Dr. Dillo. Hey, thanks for having me, Regina. I appreciate it. This is so great to have you. And uh, for our listeners, Dr. Diller and I were former colleagues in practice together, so back in the day. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Jeff, could you tell us how you became interested in plastic surgery? My father was a surgeon, and I grew up in the household uh, with a physician, always wanted to do something surgically, and the interest continued as I went through medical school and realized that the breadth of surgery that we're able to do within the field of plastic and reconstructive surgery and hand surgery interested me the most. And I pursued the plastic surgery field um, after multiple different experiences and then decided a career in plastic surgery would uh, fit my personality and my skills the best. You know, I, I agree with you totally. I, that's what I loved about plastic surgery is that there is so much variety in the field itself. I mean, there's so many different types of things you can do. I just love that about it. So I agree with you completely. Yep. Well, why don't you tell us what your practice is like? What type of procedures do you do? So I'm a 
a board certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon and hand surgeon. And I do pretty much everything from uh, head to toe, uh, not toes exactly. <laughs> That's right. However, in my practice, I do cosmetic plastic surgery from breast enhancements to breast lifts to liposuction, tummy tucks, arm lifts, in addition to treat patients for breast reconstruction after cancers. I also do hand surgeries and uh, facial injuries, facial fractures, as we do cover call at certain facilities uh, still to help out the community. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's a really nice, broad spectrum practice that you have. I think that's lovely. It allows you to treat so many different aspects of your patient's needs. So that's great. Well, you know, as we're talking today about arm rejuvenation, we're mostly discussing surgical intervention, but are there any non-surgical options and what characteristics would make a good candidate for those other options? The biggest limit and or benefit for someone with arm, either skin excess or fat excess to help rejuvenate the arm really depends on the skin quality and the size of the arm. And really every patient will be typically different in the approach. Um, some of the non-invasive procedures, meaning non-incisional or non-surgery, can be some tightening machines. There's one that's called an M-Sculpt, and it's basically a magnet-type device that helps with some fat reabsorption. However, it does help with some muscle tightening as well, and it can be used on other parts of the body. Primarily, it first came available for the abdominal muscle tightening and some fat reabsorption. Um, and there are certain paddles that can be used now on the arms as well. There are some other lasers that can be used in the arm, but the arm skin is a little finicky at times to uh, do traditional lasers that you'd use on the face for skin tightening or for wrinkles. Mm -hmm. So the surgical intervention is typically the best, um, and we'll delve into that, I'm sure, further. As far as using some non-surgical options or non-invasive, so to speak, options, really there has to be only a little bit of correction that's needed, it sounds like, because they have limits in terms of what they can do. They do. And I do see a fair number of patients that come into my practice for arm rejuvenation. And a lot of those patients are after having massive weight loss, where it can be from 50 to 100 to even sometimes over 200 pounds. And those patients, the skin is um, so lax and has so much skin right. that any type of superficial laser that I kind of mentioned would not be beneficial and I would not recommend because they would not have a, an adequate result without uh, really a surgical uh, treatment. Well, that makes sense. Well, let's get right to it. What is a brachioplasty? Brachio or brachy in Latin means arm, basically, and plasty means to correct or fix. And so basically you put the two together and it's to fix the arm, uh, which would be removing skin basically with or without liposuction. So it means an arm lift in the more common term. We've touched on this a little bit, but just in general, who would benefit from a brachioplasty? Every patient typically who presents for a arm consult for the extra skin or the size or fat in the, in the arm really differs. The most common complaint when someone comes in to be evaluated in my practice is typically the extra skin. And those patients would benefit really from removing the extra skin. Some people have really okay skin and really not a lot of laxity or um, hanging skin as it's described and more fatty areas that as long as the skin's adequate, 
then those patients might benefit from just doing liposuction only. So there's kind of a variety of different patients uh, that will present. And, you know, when I was in practice, I would get a lot of patients who had that so-called arm dangle, (laughs) which they like to call it. (laughs) And one of the frustrating things was that they would try on clothing in a store and the jacket or top would fit their torso, but their arms would be very tight because of this excess tissue that was there. And so that seemed to prompt a a fair number of people to want to do something about it. Actually just saw a lady last week in the office who had lost 256 pounds. Wow. And she had almost 18 inches, I actually measured it, of extra arm skin. Uh, not just the length of her of her upper arm, but actually hanging down. And she described it, uh, that it was so hard to even wear anything, especially short sleeve shirts. She couldn't fit them because of the extra skin. And so how do you do a brachioplasty? How do you do that surgical procedure so our listeners can understand what that really means? You know, there there are several different approaches. I always tell the patient that If we're doing just liposuction of the arm, you can get a reduction as long as the skin is adequate in kind of tightening and it doesn't have an excessive amount of extra skin. And there are some patients, usually limited, however, that may actually work. And so those patients can have maybe one or two small little, maybe three millimeter or very small little incision to uh, do liposuction. Those can be done typically in the office, actually fairly easily as long as the skin quality is adequate and you need to discuss this upfront with the patient to make sure that that they understand the limitations but also that their skin is adequate when you say their skin is adequate what does that mean are you talking about the elasticity of the skin and the expectation that it will bounce back or what are you meaning by skin quality good good question to clarify the the quality of the skin can involve how much skin but also the elasticity or crepiness of the skin. And then and I typically will kind of pinch that area or show the patient. And as long as the, the skin appears, there's not a lot of stretch marks or they haven't had a large amount of weight loss uh, and the skin is, doesn't just hang separately from maybe the extra fat area, then those patients will benefit with liposuction and some compression to help get the skin to kind of stick up against where we've done the liposuction. Uh, as well. Got it. And so then with the brachioplasty, you're making an incision. If you're not doing straight liposuction, you're making an incision uh, where on the arm, and then what do you do once you've made that incision? Right. And I always discuss the incision with a brachioplasty patient. There are two approaches, and my preferred approach is an incision that is from really the armpit or axillary area and extends down to the elbow. And I actually hide that incision so it's really minimal visibility from the front and minimal visibility from the back and kind of tuck it in that little crease. Um, There are some limited arm lifts or brachioplasty incisions that are very rarely used and they can be used in the armpit area just coming up in the front and the back and essentially pulling the skin towards the axilla. However, I find that those do not do an adequate job typically in most patients of the ability to remove the skin because you're just slightly tucking it. And it might be for for the patient that only has very minimal skin, maybe in the first part of the arm towards the armpit. But in my opinion, those are typically um, not the most favorable. Mm -hmm. I have seen three patients actually in the last two months 
uh, for arm lift surgeries, they've all had the uh, incision by someone else tucked in the armpit uh, in front and behind the arm, trying to tighten the skin. A short scar, brachioplasty that did not work. Those scars typically spread. There's maybe a few percentage of patients that might benefit from that, as I alluded earlier. However, I found that those are very limited in success and obviously happiness in the patient's satisfaction. And so we make that long incision so that we can remove excess skin and fat, um, but leave a nice contour behind. Because if your incision is shorter, then you're going to have a little pucker or a little funny shape to the arm. And we want to really improve that whole contour. And so that's typically why we need such a long incision. But what you're saying is that the way you position that incision is in such a way that when the arm is down, no one would ever know it's even there, which is really nice. Correct. And that the, the first thing I always tell patients that come in for brachioplasty surgery is the trade-off is going to be a scar if they're best treated with removing skin or excising and cutting away skin. And so let's say you've got someone you've determined needs a full brachioplasty with full length incision. Um, you've determined that they are not going to be helped by liposuction alone because of their skin quality. It's just too much excess skin that is, has lost its elasticity. In those situations, would you often do liposuction in addition? Does it help your technique? Does it help your procedure in some way? And if so, how? Great question. I typically do liposuction with the skin removal in probably 75 to 80% of my patients. I think that does help. You're doing the liposuction first, and it kind of opens up that space of where the skin then can be removed sometimes a little more easily, kind of up on the tricep and kind of the front part of the bicep muscle, and it allows the redraping uh, in a better way. There's also some slight internal uh, friction that occurs with liposuction that allows sometimes that skin to stick better too, because some of the septae or the connections of from the muscle to the skin have some of the fat removed, and sometimes it allows that to almost tighten up better uh, as well. And there are some patients that have so much skin or they've lost such an extreme amount of weight from some type of stomach stapling or weight loss surgery that they have really no fat uh, at all. And those patients are strictly just skin only and liposuction really won't benefit them. And are there situations, and perhaps in some of those massive weight loss patients, are there situations when you might actually need to extend your incision from the armpit area down onto the chest wall itself? Yeah, great, great question. Um, I typically do, especially in the larger weight loss patients where there's a drastic amount of skin that continues really down into the armpit area and onto the side of the chest, but kind of below or behind the kind of the hair bearing area of the armpit. I do typically extend my incision, not just stopping it where the skin meets the axilla or the armpit, but I do carry it down, typically angling it so there's less scar tissue with and doesn't affect the range of motion of their arm. However, this allows the ability to really get a nice crease at the armpit 
and then remove also some of the side chest wall or the extra skin that continues into the um, kind of the area into the chest uh, to the side of the breast. Yeah, because especially for some of those massive weight loss patients, you know, they don't just have excess arm skin. They've got this excess skin kind of on the chest wall where the bra sits, and it is a, a serious frustration for them. So it's really nice that you can carry that incision down a little bit and take care of some of that for them. Right. And would you ever incorporate this procedure with a breast surgery? I don't typically recommend because when you're doing, say, somebody that has a massive weight loss and you're um, doing a breast lift, um, you're kind of pulling that breast and reshaping it towards the breast and towards the middle of the chest. And then the arm lift, you're kind of pulling it the opposite way. And sometimes uh, yes. it's hard hard to incorporate um, when they have a large amount of skin. If they don't have a giant amount of skin into the armpit area and the side of the chest, then those patients might be able to benefit from the, having the arm lift at the same time as a breast lift or potentially a breast reduction. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And how about recovery from a typical brachioplasty? What does that look like for the average patient, say? So if they're doing just liposuction and don't need the skin excision, it's a really fairly easy recovery. They have maybe two teeny stitches, a couple band-aids, usually wrapped with an ace wrap and or compression garment for typically four to six weeks. If the patient needs to have all the skin excised with or without liposuction, the recovery is still fairly easy. However, I do typically put a drain in uh, because there's a space that needs to drain some fluid, particularly lymphatics and that drain from the surgery. And the drain helps drain some of the fluid out, but also the pressure of the drain kind of allows the skin to stick better with a little suction up into the, mm-hmm. the muscle area. The drain may be in for about a week, sometimes a little bit longer, sometimes less than that. But really the overall incision is very minimal uh, tenderness and people do extremely well with the pain actually afterwards. Typically, most people take Tylenol and do very, very well with that. Mm-hmm. However, even with those patients, they still need some compression, arm sleeves for typically about four to six weeks, even up to two months afterwards, depending on the patient, depending on the amount of skin, and depending on if they've had liposuction or not at the same time. And then what about sutures? Are they absorbable or do you have to take those out? The potential issue with brachioplasty scars or having an arm lift is if you just have liposuction only, those are a minimal, tiny little incision that has no issues to heal. However, the longer incision, that skin of the arm can sometimes be a little longer to heal than other parts of the body. And I'm very picky with using a kind of suture that really allows for better healing as well. And it will last sometimes up to four to six months, but it's all dissolvable. It's all internal. And that allows the scar typically to not spread and to be a thinner line. But the importance with any post or after surgery incision anywhere in the body, but particularly in the arms, is some type of massage and or care. And we use a few different medicines that help with compression of the scar and then rubbing and helping the color dissipate or lighten over time. But some of the scars on the arms can typically take up to eight months or longer to finally heal. However, it's imperative to have good scar treatment uh, to allow this to happen faster and allow the scar to be a thinner more negligible or non-visible line Mm long-term. What are some of the 
bigger risks that are associated with this brachioplasty procedure? You know, we know the typical risks of surgery, infection, bleeding, things like that. But what other things kind of worry you sometimes? The main risk, in my opinion, and my experience, uh, I've never had any kind of major risk by any means, is really the healing of that scar. It can sometimes be a little bit thick. Uh, long term or in the short term in the healing. And sometimes you use some silicone little strips that help compress it, or even sometimes some steroid injections are beneficial. There are the usual risks of, as you mentioned, of some bruising and potentially some healing issues. I have been fortunate and not had those issues. I've not had an infection with any of those patients as well. However, there are some superficial nerves in that area that occasionally there can be some numbness in the kind of along the scar as well, um, into the underneath area, even not in front of the scar from one of the little cutaneous or superficial nerves. However, the key is doing this with a board certified plastic surgeon. I'll put that little, <laughs> a little advice yeah. uh, of someone who knows their anatomy, someone that knows how to do the procedure, has experience doing it, and not just doing it with someone that doesn't have the credentials or knowledge to then lessen risks and problems in the post-op or after surgery care. Yeah. And of course, even despite that, problems can happen, but it is much less likely. You're correct about that. Yes. What about things like lymphedema? Could you explain what that is? And has that happened to not your patients, but any patients with arm lift? You know, the key when you're doing the surgery is avoiding removing so much skin that it's so tight that it can compress some of the lymphatics and or venous drainage in the form and hand that then can cause some extra swelling. And essentially lymphedema is just that where there's swelling in say the forearm or even the midarm where you remove the skin or even in the hand. And that's because of lymphatics, the lymph nodes aren't draining appropriately in the arm up into the armpit and also not intervening in the armpit when you're doing the skin excision down into the chest wall where you're not removing any lymph nodes. Typically I'm staying behind that area mm -hmm. for that purpose. Uh, to lessen that. I did have a, a patient recently that has had breast cancer and she had an arm lift about a month ago and is doing fine. However, she'd had two lymph nodes sampled on that side. And this was several years ago. Um, I removed the extra skin of her arm. I then did some liposuction and she had a little extra swelling in the armpit that we were able to alleviate by using a little extra compression in that area. And she did fine. Oh, good. What do you tell patients when they ask you how long it's going to take until they can really get a better idea of their final result? Because that can take a while. Sure. Um, once again, depends on the patient's skin quality, the size of the patient, if they've had weight loss or not, and many factors. However, I typically see patients fully functioning uh, if they work out, going back to their method of exercise pretty easily within four to six weeks afterwards. They're usually moving around fairly well, um, at, even in a shorter time than that. Most people, as I said, take very few pain pills and usually just Tylenol, uh, even ibuprofen or Motrin or Advil. However, most patients, it's just a matter of some of the residual swelling and what we say edema or the healing aspect can sometimes take you know, a couple months Compression garments, as I had mentioned earlier, are really important in allowing the optimal skin tightening and also to compress the fluid within the surgical area of the arm to allow a faster recovery as well. Well, I'm curious, you told us a little bit about uh, a patient who has 
recovered from breast cancer treatment, but are there any other patient stories about um, particular successes or how this surgery might have changed their life situation that you might have? I had a patient a couple months ago who was a little tearful when she came in. She was okay the first day. I always see my patients back the day after surgery, and this is typically done uh, as an outpatient surgery and usually a surgery center as removing the arm skin is typically extremely hard to do in just a local setting in the office. So they do have anesthesia with this, but she was in the day after surgery and was doing fine and had her drains in. She came back to get her drains out the following week and was doing great and then was a little tearful. And I asked her, why was she having some tears? And she was a fairly large weight loss and had so much extra skin of her arms that it just bothered her and was so embarrassing to her. And she was actually crying truly because she was so happy to see it all gone and that she could wear short sleeve shirts again and was really excited for this. So those are good experiences for what we do to try to help people get their lives back uh, in a certain degree. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, sometimes it's tempting to be a little teary yourself when you have a patient who is just so happy and you really feel like you made a difference for them. So congratulations. That's fabulous. Yep. Thanks. Well, uh, as we're kind of finishing up, uh, what else, um, maybe anything we haven't mentioned, anything else patients should know about uh, arm rejuvenation in general and brachioplasty in particular? Right. I think, you know, we discussed a lot of the, the important you know, components of surgery, uh, very limited options, really non-surgically for the arm skin. Um, But once again, I think the importance is to have a consultation, to come into really seeing somebody who's qualified and has done this surgery um, and has had training and experience, I think is very important. And I think the key is, you know, discussing with your surgeon, your skin quality and what's the best approach for you. And making sure that you have your questions answered before pursuing any type of surgery. This is still a surgery, and I think the surgery is typically the best treatment option for a majority of patients that uh, have extra arm skin, and we've kind of discussed all the other ramifications and different approaches. Yeah, I think that that is the key in having that good communication with your surgeon and having good expectations of what it's really going to be like. There are some trade-offs, but for the patients who choose to undergo this and have a good understanding of what to expect, it can be so life-changing for them. So I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, it's been so great having you here, and I know the listeners will get a lot out of our conversation. So thanks again. No, thank you for uh, the opportunity. This was fun. You bet. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested. And while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded.